Ladies and gentlemen, this is an auspicious day. What a day! What a fabulous day! It is, in fact, a red letter day. Today marks the dawning of a new episode of Real Deal No Sex Appeal. A constant barrage of eye-opening conspiracies and ad-libbed innuendo. Featuring Parker. If at first you don't succeed, keep on sucking till you do succeed. <laughs> and Chris. On the streets, he's known as a jackass. Two premier content creators promoting the healthiest brand integrity in the world. Tell them what they've won, Spider. The way I see it, this should be a very dynamite show. Lincoln Park, Godsmack, The Capris, two songs by Drowning Pool, two songs by Papa Roach, and, of course, Disturbed. Is there any <laughs> other reason that I need to see Jet Li's The One? We don't even need to talk about the fact that Jet Li fights Jet Li in this movie. It was really impressive casting to find all those dudes that look just like Jet Li and put them in the same movie. <laughs> I'm so happy you were the one to say yeah. it. <laughs> if no one else did, I was going to. Also, Chris, you should absolutely put the Oscar montage music behind that list of uh, artists on the... Oh, that's a good idea, yeah. Okay, I'll do that. Um, so, in memoriam for all that you lost. <laughs> you were the one who uh, invented the phrase butt rock would you say that this is the greatest compilation of butt rock of all time first of all i would love to take credit for butt rock but that has to go to some nameless faceless internet dude and second of all yes absolutely <laughs> this is buzz ballads for our generation <laughs> oh my god <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. Uh, we watched Jet Li's The One. It is, in fact, one of the greatest idiotic movies of all time. Fucking loved watching this one. I took a lot of notes on this. Uh, before we get any further, Parker, do you have any news? Why does the hedgehog look like that, Chris? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> hey, Chris, you're religious. Tell me, where does that fit into God's plan? I, well, why does that thing exist? It, we have to understand that it's a work of man, and this is a fallen world. And through Christ, we can all repent. And uh, uh, she's buying the stairway to heaven. I think he looks normal in all the other dimensions. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think there's an ultra dimension where he has a blonde wig? God. <laughs> uh, yes, Rasta the Hedgehog. What's up? That's why he's called he Knuckles. Human Alex. teeth. Why does he have human-sized legs? Why does he not have gloves on? Why are his hands so deathly, ghoulishly white? <laughs> why was this live why action, this though? Exist? Like, that's the real question. Like, why why do it like this? This is like... Again, this is kind of like the Super Mario Brothers movie. It's like, you don't have to make it live action. If you just animate it, it'll probably be, you know, a lot better. I just... I don't understand who the audience for this movie that's is. Actually because really nobody's given a shit about Sonic for, like, 15 years. Yeah, see, Alex, like, Parker and I have kind of disagreed with you on Detective Pikachu. We're, we're kind of, like, alright with it. You don't know who the audience is. But for this at one... At least I'm Pokemon's still relevant. Like, Well, exactly, yeah. For this one, I, I don't know what's going on. There was, like, a small resurgence of popularity with Sonic Mania, but this has been in the tank for a while now. They've been working on this for some time. They've been very slowly perfecting this and crafting this and that's what we get it has to look like that like if you're a fan of sonic there's no way that thing can make you happy right like who would want to stare at that on a giant screen 
for ninety minutes. If you're a fan minutes. of movies, there's no way that makes you happy, right? If you have eyes, please consider this watching. This explains it. a lot about the downfall of Sega. That's all. Well, you know, here's another one. Wrong. Like, what if this is like the first movie you ever saw? Like, you go back in time, you show this to a caveman. He's never seen a moving image before, and he sees this. Like the guy's he, just he's jumping just, into the fire. Yeah, he's he just, just found out. out. Beats everyone to death of the club <laughs> and then kills himself. <laughs> Purges the world of this fucking menace. There's no way that people are going to enjoy that. Uh, I'm actually coming back Please to no. uh, something that Jay Bauman said about it. That uh, it looks awful, obviously, but apparently the writers behind it made what he said the funniest Z movie, no budget thing he's ever seen, called "Please Stop Stabbing Me" or something. Which I think I kind of want to check out now because that that sounds funny. Um, that sounds like some aggressive Penguin of Doom shit. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> So, tell you what, let's move on to our Jerks of the Week. Uh, did you guys uh, select a Jerk of the Week? It's okay if you didn't, because I have one. <laughs> you go first, Chris. Okay. My Jerk of the Week is someone that we all know here, and we all hate him, and I think we all agree that he's a piece of shit that no one likes. But uh, I'm right here. His name is Mark Hamill. Uh, completely irredeemable, and he had the unmitigated audacity to post a picture of himself and Carrie Fisher and Harrison Ford with, um... Oh, this is embarrassing. Who's the black guy from Empire Strikes Back? <laughs> ah, oh, Mace Windu. <laughs> Guys, I just received breaking news from my Twitter. Uh, Jaden Smith to stars an alternate reality version of Kanye West in new Showtime anthology series. I will not click the link because nothing will be funnier than that headline. It wouldn't conjure for me. I mean, Jaden Smith is the only person I can think of that's batting a thousand on TV. No, so. only, mostly because of that Netflix series. Okay, back to my jerk of the week. Uh, like I said, it's Mark Hamill uh, who had the unmitigated audacity to post a picture of himself with Carrie Fisher and Harrison Ford and Billy D. Williams, and a lot of people rightly got mad at him for you know being nostalgic about people who have passed away and memories and stuff like that. He has to realize that Star Wars belongs to a new generation of fans. Parker, is Mark Hamill canceled? It's unfortunate to say it, but you know. The movies robbed us of seeing these four old people in a room together talking about wizards or some shit. Therefore, gotta pull the lever. My man's I never heard him ask consent to drink that green titty milk, so. <laughs> exactly. I seem pretty into it, though. And uh, that's the tea. Uh, you guys, who's, who's your jerk of the week? <laughs> I'll tell you who my jerk of the week certainly isn't, and that's Loaf. Every time. I hope so. <laughs> no, my jerk of the week is the angry video game nerd. Uh oh. No reason. I just don't like his face. That's fair. No, that's fair. <laughs> Chris, Jet Li's the one starring Jet Li has a multitude of universes inside of it. One of which being a prison planet referred to as Hades, which begs the question, Chris. Do they serve beer in Hades? And that's why my joke of the week is Tucker Max again. I legitimately thought that you were going to go with uh, your prison planet uh, Twitter guy. Was going to be. Oh, don't worry. <laughs> Give it time. <laughs> it's always time for him. He'll, he'll be back. Yeah. Imagine Boy Shark, where they played another Papa Roach song. <laughs> 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 I changed my mind. My jerk of the week is Jacob Wall. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Fucking dude, he's he's so bad at doing crimes. 
<laughs> I was just trying to say racist things at the local coffee shop, and this fucking dweeb wouldn't stop tweeting about it. <laughs> so let's talk about what we watched. Um, I actually don't have very many. I only have, uh, only have three. Um, I watched Rebirth of Mothra, uh, 1996. I can see, yeah. Parker, why you do not like this. It's, yeah. yeah. Turns out Mothra's kind of boring on its own. Well, it's kind of inconsistent. It starts off being like very obviously a children's movie, and then it becomes quite clearly not a children's movie. <laughs> Japan. Oh, kind of like anime. Lo- loves to do that. I, I don't really understand what they were going for with this, and I also do not understand why there are two more of them. And what I understand least of all is why I'm going to watch them. Next up, I watched a movie that's, I guess it's pretty controversial. It's called A Taste of Cherry. And oh, uh, no. oh that oh Jesus that sounds <laughs> horrifying Jesus Christ let me sit down here it's uh right, let's hear it <laughs> I can't wait to hear what this very tastefully displayed it's an Iranian movie um, oh, no it, <laughs> okay uh, Chris actually, what tastes like cherry just say it just say it no no hold it on it apparently uh, this was this was on a lot of top lists this is on like fifteen top lists I'm like. Gotta do it for oh. Liz, right? But one of the lists it was on was Roger Ebert's Most Hated. Um, which is kind of weird because there was a, apparently a lot of split opinions on it. And I guess it kind of falls somewhere in the middle. I get what the movie was going for. It's, it's kind of repetitive. And the ending didn't satisfy a lot of people. But I, I, I just feel like there was something I was missing. Like, there's a lot of quality here. Uh, Alex, you might get something out of this. Uh, Parker, it's in another language. Don't bother Alex, yes. you might be able <laughs> to like maybe get what it's going for. I'm not going to put a recommendation on it quite yet, but I, I am still thinking about it. So it's got that going for it. And it's only 95 minutes, so in and out. And uh, the other one I watched is, Parker, I don't know between you and me who's watched more kaiju movies. I think I might have a slight edge on you right now. Uh, I found the mighty Peking Man playing at the Alamo Draft House, And... Uh, Oh man, this movie! This movie's really something. Let me tell you, it's uh, according to Roger Ebert. His uh, I don't know why I'm mentioning him so much. He just happened to appear on a couple of these. Uh, he says it's his favorite Hong Kong monster movie. It's basically uh, a King Kong story told from a Chinese perspective, and it's fucking balls. Uh, <laughs> so like, like to be clear, like peeking like peekaboo or peeking like the duck. Peeking like the duck. Okay. Oh, my coward. Got it. <laughs> anyway, uh, anyway, um, this—it's it, not just the the gorilla, which is awful. At one point, they tried to blow the thing up. Uh, the movie, the third act goes forever. I don't know what they were doing with that, and the whole thing was only like ninety minutes too. It still seemed to drag. But there's a sequence in the middle of the movie. They have some white blonde lady who's in it. Um, I'm not entirely sure uh, why she's in it, but they. they Hey, let's see her. And expose precisely one nipple throughout almost the entire movie. And th- Ah, like Lady Justice. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> also, there are some wild animals in there. There's a leopard that she swings around on her shoulders. The thing is, like, leaking sedative from its fangs. I, it is kind of weird to watch. Honestly, I, I, I could, like, tell that they were shooting up all of these animals with drugs. So, I can't really say that I... Including the giant monkey? Uh, no, that was a human inside it. 
But uh, actually, yeah, what? he also actually I can. There was a moment in the movie spoilers. where we were uh, we were a thousand percent sure that uh, the lead actress, that blonde lady, was also really really high on drugs because her eyes are just fluttering and looking all over the place. It was quite bizarre. Um, Parker, you think they also got her from the zoo? Parker, I'm going to give a tentative recommendation. I don't know if your uh, if your lady friend will be able to put up with uh, some of the animal stuff because again, I'm not really sure if I'm oh, no. up, but like maybe. <laughs> Oh, I was worried we weren't going to have any abuse in Chris's segment this week. I mean, I, I mean, if I want to set the record straight, I really don't. I, I think I made it clear that I don't like animal abuse and child abuse and abuse of women or anything like that. But they do seem to pop up on a lot of the movies that I watch. I, you know, it's weird. I think that says a lot more about the the top list that I'm going with. Here. It's the list maker's fault, yeah. not mine. I think it is. I, I never expect these things to happen. I can't believe I only have 17 more movies to check off this list titled Child Abuse and You. I really. You know what? That's probably. You know, if that's one of the ones I've already uh, checked them all off, then I hope. Um, so, like, if I just start making lists of, like, one movie you want to see and, like, 17 horrible ones, are you going to have to watch all of them? Oh, I mean, if you watch Ghostbusters, let me. Oh, jeez. I have no choice. Um, <laughs> yes, you do. No, no, you don't understand. I have to fill out the list. It's so important. <laughs> list of dog shit movies my friend Chris should watch. Oh. 182 entries. Yeah. Oh, but, uh, yeah, Holocaust already, 14 times. We already have a podcast dedicated to that. So. Uh, <laughs> Buddy. Yeah. Is the I, Bill Nye Netflix reboot technically a movie? No. Uh, Alex, what have you watched recently? Alright, before I get into this, Parker, is it time for a brief visit to Normie Corner with Game of Thrones? Oh Oh my god. (laughs) What's your favorite part of the battle? Trick question. (laughs) My favorite part of the battle was definitely that we finally saw Operation Get Behind the Darkies in action. (laughs) (laughs) The least little thing, I'm like, alright, so this is giant zombie army send out those goddamn savages out there first to die. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm watching with my friend who's been watching since day one and I'm just muttering to myself like why are they on the fucking dragons why are they standing on the cliff while everyone's getting murdered Parker I <laughs> Parker since you're such a big fan of media with fantastic battle plans who is the worst commander, Jon Snow or the guy that fought the AT-ATs in The Last Jedi? Someone say AT-ATs? I know what those are. I'm aware of that. I'm actually really thinking about it. Uh, well, <laughs> his great plan was to not use the dragon. There's three dragons in the world and they fucking flew into each other. How did that happen? <laughs> All you have to do instead of like going like, hey, we're related, maybe we should fucking log like, it fly out there and burn some zombies. Just do anything other than set a clip and go, wow, those goddamn Dothraki savages are dead. I guess I got one What a dog shit show. So my favorite part of the whole fallout was, like, apparently it was impossible to see. And the cinematographer said, uh, no, it was perfectly fine. I know, because I shot it. That is... Word for word, what he said, yes. <laughs> Great, I watched it. Couldn't see it. <laughs> it's, it's incredible how I'll just be able to dunk on normies for another three weeks. This is their fucking favorite pet show is dog shit. 
every <laughs> time it so airs, I think about the fact that those two writers are supposed to get a whole Star Wars trilogy, and I kick <laughs> my feet in happiness knowing I can remind our good friend of it every week. God, yes. <laughs> I'm a good person. That sh- fucking all I've heard for like the last two years, the biggest battle ever, everyone's gonna die. As I'm watching, like, oh no, they're dead, I'm like, who the fuck is that? I don't know who these people are. <laughs> it was just a genocide of throwaway characters that get, oh, like, no. eight lines a season. Oh no, the fat guy's girlfriend. Oh no! <laughs> As I'm watching it, it was just, like, 20 minutes of, like, wait, that guy's still alive? Why didn't they kill him six years ago? <laughs> fucking useless characters dying in this battle you can't see that doesn't matter because there's still a fucking battle coming in. whatever <laughs> enjoy it normies <laughs> anyway that was normie corner for all zero of our normie listeners hey I'm right here <laughs> <laughs> am I gonna have to come up with a normie corner jingle <laughs> yes it's just gonna be the Avengers theme song <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to figure out what else we incorporated in Normie Corner. <laughs> oh, just make it a surprise and just pick something. Normie Corner yeah. legitimately should be a recurring segment. I hope that comes with Alright, so I watch, I spit on your grave. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, shit. Well. <laughs> Is that the Normie Corner music for this movie? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> That's well, you right, don't folks, add you just start <laughs> You just start playing it loudly on your phone <laughs> while I'm talking. <laughs> Man, sp- <laughs> speaking of impromptu segments, did anyone get the Patriots draft pick correct, Chris? Uh, no, they, they didn't. <laughs> this is the time to tell you that if Loaf won, he was going to make you watch the entirety of the Brett Kavanaugh hearing. <laughs> oh, he did tell me that, actually. <laughs> I found Some of these something recommendations that is from people. Uh, actually, Rebecca, she she had a good one. She picked Irv Smith. I, I thought that was a possibility there. Um, the she, fourth. She was going to make me. She was going to do one better. She was going to make me watch. Um, uh, what's it called? Uh, the Three Amigos, which has uh, Chevy Chase and Steve Martin, both of whom I hate. And I don't even like the idea of Three Amigos. But she was going to make me go to an Alamo Draft House quote along. Oh my god, I'd oh, fucking no. shoot my arms off. <laughs> that actually would have been too cruel. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and David Williams at work was going to make me watch um, the Robert Kraft uh, jerk-off tape. So five seconds out of my life, what's the big deal? I mean, I'm a true still fan. going to spoil yeah. so. <laughs> Next week's episode. <laughs> No, I did this to myself, don't worry. Uh, First things first, uh, Parker was 100% correct in recommending that I watch a movie called ATM. (laughs) (laughs) I knew it'd be up your alley, buddy. God, I just... Let me find the quote that I sent you from the first five minutes of that movie that made me unbelievably happy. movie is predicated on them being the stupidest fucking people <laughs> why did he park like two miles away from the ATM in the bitter cold winter <laughs> to quote one Josh Peck five minutes into this movie streamers and bitches that's what life is all about <laughs> I believe that since this movie came out Dr. Disrespect has taken that quote 
also, like the ending twist of like this guy is gonna kill more people maybe yeah, he does this a lot isn't that wild like this guy no. who's had a meticulously thought out plan the whole movie planned it out gotcha <laughs> see you next time the fucking nerve of that movie to have that ending it's whatever it's fine I, I love it <laughs> movie that should have ended at the 75 minute mark <laughs> You watch him walk down that entire fucking storage locker hallway. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no, I wonder what this guy's deal is. Oh, Oh, Oh. I guess it's just nothing. You see that security tape? That's a $20 bill right there. (laughs) (laughs) That's for you, buddy. (laughs) Barry would 100% buy that guy's locker. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) I know I just spent $8,000 on this collection of genocide uh, um, souvenirs, (laughs) but uh, I'm going to keep this for my personal collection rather than turn it over to the police. (laughs) I'm going to go to my ATM surveillance footage guy. (laughs) (laughs) So immediately after that... I watched a movie I've been excited to talk about for two weeks. <laughs> now, Parker, you have been of the opinion many a time that Kurt Russell has never been in a bad movie. Oh no, what have you found? <laughs> so let me tell you about a movie called Crypto. Oh, oh god, yes, I forgot! <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so this was a d- directed dvd release about maybe a month ago at this point. I have to say that watching this movie reminded me of, like, one of my favorite bad movie gimmicks, which is like, shit, our movie's not interesting. What if we just jam this full of side plots so the viewer's just never bored, and then after 95 minutes it ends? You're just watching this movie, like, okay. So first things first, before I get into this, (laughs) this movie starts off, like, the premise is, like, this guy, he works for this, like, major Wall Street firm, he's, like, this hotshot. Uh, he says some shit that pisses off, like, the, the, the guy that he works for, so they send him to upstate New York to work in this bank. At some point during this, the lady that hired him refers to him as having weaponized autism. So we're, like, we're like right in the sweet spot of this movie already. Yeah. <laughs> he goes to the upstate New York town where he's from, where uh, his dad, Kurt Russell, farms potatoes, and his brother, one of the Hemsworth brothers, whose name I don't remember... Like, is an army veteran that has PTSD. And also, his best friend from high school now mines butt coins in the back of his liquor store. And also, the Russian mob's involved. And also, the love interest is secretly an FBI agent. And also, there's this lady that's very clearly on drugs who just wanders in and out of scenes to say cryptic things that don't make any sense. Do any of these get resolved? Unclear. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a must-watch to me. Dude, it's honestly, like, it is the perfect balance of, like, somewhat intriguing and fucking terrible. It is just, like, just the right amounts of both components. Because it's like, this guy's, he's this big shot financial guy trying to trace this money. And everything somehow connects to the Russian mob who are terrorizing this town of 3,000 people in the middle of New York. (laughs) And they steal a tugboat. And then the liquor store catches on fire. And you're just like, what the fuck is happening? That sounds wonderful. It's it's real, real good. <laughs> you, you At some point, you will watch this movie. You'll be like, man, oh, what the fuck was that? In two months, you're going to hear all about it. <laughs> you're thinking like, about it again, aren't you? Dude, the dialogue is all, like, fake snappy. And it's just, um, it's a movie where the entire cast is just, like, that, guys. Like, oh, 
Like, you'll look, you're like, I fucking know that guy from somewhere. Like, who the fuck is that? And then also Kurt Russell. Like, man, I don't know why you're slumming it in this movie, but kudos to you if you thought this was going to work. This movie's sort of twimmers, and you're like, is that the guy from Suits? Huh? <laughs> That's the guy from Castle. This is crazy. The amount of times in this movie where somebody talks about how Bitcoin is the future and how the <laughs> banks are trying to stop it because they know it's just going to take over them. Like... <laughs> There's, like, a huge subplot about this fucking bank just, like, buying up all this cryptocurrency and how it's some huge conspiracy. It's like, no, dude, they just wasted money on fake money. Like, what's, what's the problem here? John McAfee's favorite movie. Franklin or Batch? Asking for a friend. John McAfee fucks whales. He's so cool. Show some respect to our future president. Only one brave enough to do shit with crazy money. Instead of just like buying gold plated toys, he's just, I'm gonna go fucking eat whale. <laughs> I respect that. <laughs> just like the Jimmy John's guy. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I spent a lot of time thinking about that when that story broke. Now, this is just a picture of a naked guy humping a whale, and everyone thought it was the Jimmy John's guy. <laughs> And then someone on the internet was like, no, it's actually the coach of the University of Florida. (laughs) Guys, that was not me. I did not. (laughs) The amount of public denials that they weren't the guy that fucked the whale. Hot potato with a picture of someone (laughs) fucking a whale on a boat. (laughs) The internet's so cool. It is. Anyway, I'm only going to talk about one more movie. (laughs) Because I would be remiss if I did not talk about Savage Dog. Uh-oh. <laughs> now this is a movie that is 100% in Parker's future. So, this is a movie starring uh, our good friend Scott Atkins, the, the 2019 face of the podcast. <laughs> friend of the show. Pretty much. This movie takes place in Vietnam sometime after the French got their asses kicked, but before the Americans got their asses kicked. So it's just like a bunch of like dickhead colonials having their last hurrah. It's unclear, like, who exactly Scott Atkins is, but he's definitely being kept in a jail cell and used in pit fights for money. So, the first pit fight we see is a couple minutes into the movie. He's pit fighting this dude who is just, like, way bigger than him. Kicks the shit out of this guy because he's Scott Atkins, and of course he does. We smash cut up to, like, the box where all of, like, the ritzy colonial dudes are at. And this French dude wearing a fedora walks down. He, he walks into the ring, gives this huge spiel. He's like, my name is such and such. I go by many names, but the one most people refer to me as is the Executioner. He looks at the defeated guy and says, now we will fight, and this will be a fair fight for we are evenly matched. The only exception is this 18-inch knife that I have. <laughs> so he just pulls out this giant bowie knife and stabs this guy who was expecting to fight him. <laughs> Now, this movie is very clearly low budget, and, uh, you know, they say a lot of times when you can't get quality, the next best substitute is quantity, and that's the blood in this movie, because Jesus, it looks like red Kool-Aid in, like, consistency and everything, and it just shoots everywhere when anybody gets a limb chopped off or, like, a hole opened in their neck. It is one of the most absurdly fake blood-looking blood movies I've ever seen in my life. It's so fucking good. And it's on Netflix, you say? It sure is. Uh-oh. <laughs> the gimmick for all of, like, the rich colonial dudes is, like, they're all dudes that can't return to their, their old countries because they supported, like, bad people. Um, 
<laughs> so, like, the leader of this group is this, like, dude who's, like, very clearly just Nazi as fuck. Um, turns out he is the dad of, uh, one of the, like, like the half-Asian girls that lives in the village that ends up boning Scott Atkins a bunch. And the whole reason, like, she's involved with the plot is she's just been trying to get her dad's approval and he just ignores her. So, <laughs> at some point pretty early in the movie, he just writes her a letter that's like, You are my daughter and I love you, but also you are the daughter of a whore and therefore I hate you. Ooh. <laughs> this is relevant because, like, the letter never gets delivered and in one of the fights, it, <laughs> the bottom half of the letter gets burned off. <laughs> And she finds the top half of the letter and just goes on for the rest of the movie thinking that her now dead dad loved her the whole time. Oh my god. It's just so unnecessarily cruel to this character that has no other purpose in the movie. <laughs> now, of this crew of henchmen, one of the dudes is just like, like a Vietnamese guy that doesn't seem to have done anything wrong, but also like works with them. When he has his fight with Scott Atkins... Scott Atkins is like, man, like, you're cool, I don't want to kill you. The guy, of course, decides to fight for his honor. They trade blows for about 30 seconds. Scott Atkins gets knocked on his ass, then picks up a handgun off the floor and just blows him away. <laughs> it is fucking incredible. I'm not going to talk about how this movie ends, because I feel like I've already given away enough of the incredibly good details of this movie. But, like, y'all. You're kind of implying that the dog. ending is going to be really good. <laughs> oh, no. Savage that laugh dog is quite ominous. Fucking rules, dude. <laughs> Just when, when they're fighting in this honorable combat, this dad's like, I don't want to kill you, you're a good person. And then just 30 seconds later, wastes him with a fucking Chekhov's handgun. <laughs> Do yourself a favor, Parker. Oh, absolutely. Don't you worry. <laughs> Alright, I'll hand off the baton now, because a lot of the other stuff I watched, I was barely paying attention to. Spoilers, by the way, the entire first ten minutes of Space Jam is just Michael Jordan highlights. Bet you forgot that. <laughs> you watched Space like, Jam again? <laughs> we certainly tried. Uh, yeah, it's, it's not uh, good. Yeah, so you get the, the opening scene, you know, the I Believe I Can Fly scene, where the dad is the cop that recruits Paul Walker in Too Fast, Too Furious. <laughs> and then, like, eight straight minutes of Michael Jordan highlights. That checks out. Yeah. <laughs> Did not get to anything involving the cartoon animals or Bill Murray, but I'm sure it's still there. Yeah, you know, someone else can discover it. I'm sure it won't be us at some point this year. Yeah, that'd be weird. <laughs> anyway. Parker, what'd you watch? Alright. Alex, this one's for you. I'm only two episodes in. But the What We Do in the Shadows TV show is so good. Oh, fuck yes. It's so good. Because <laughs> it's fuck all different yes. vampires. So you have, like, these three, like, Victorian-ass vampires who wear, like, capes and shit. Uh -huh. And then there's a different kind of vampire, which is an energy vampire that drains people's energy by talking to them. <laughs> so it's just these three dudes, and then it's just this guy who works in an office job just walking around like, you know, when it comes to zoning ordinances, I have a few thoughts. Ordinance. What does it mean? That's <laughs> yeah, just his power. He'll just walk around and just bore oh, the fuck. dog shit out of people. It's really good. You need to. Show All right. It. All right. What's this on again? Is this a Hulu show? FX. Oh, okay. So you you can find it. Don't worry. Yeah, it's yeah. Not sure. Let's see. I'll skip a bunch of these from last week. Actually, no, we should probably talk about Perfect Blue, huh? Let's have this conversation. Oh, good. Oh, I thought you did this last week. Let's get this. Uh, okay. 
So, I lean more towards Chris than Alex. I really enjoyed it. But man, those scenes, dude. There, I again, I've uh, I've talked to about, uh, a little bit more with people about this. They all agree universally that Alex, you are an exceptional individual, and uh, additionally that uh, they are sort of meant to uh, cause you discomfort. You're supposed to feel a little bit awkward. You didn't watch this with your girlfriend, did you? Please say no. No. Thing, I, yeah, that was <laughs> that was a good warning from uh, from Alex. Although I I will admit I watched this with uh, Rebecca and she seemed to take it just fine. So. I told Alex I was watching it, he's like, so I don't understand, you've been sitting on this for months, and then the second you heard there were two rape scenes, you watched it. <laughs> Which, you know, <laughs> when you frame it that way, sounds weird. I, I think maybe it's just like, get it out of the way now. Yeah, no. as soon as boys are happy, I watch it alone, I'll put it that okay, way. Okay, so, Parker, would you say it's more of a thriller or a social thriller? Go fuck yourself. <laughs> I will say, like, if those scenes were not in the movie, I would probably watch it, like, at least once a year. Because everything else works so perfectly. But knowing, like, alright, I gotta watch this part again. And I also gotta make sure no one walks in the room behind me because I'm not explaining it. I don't, I don't know. Sometimes it happens. Yeah. I would watch scene. I don't know. I would never claim that, like, it wasn't intentionally difficult to watch and that that wasn't their intent. Yeah. But also, like, if your movie needs a rape scene to work, maybe your movie doesn't need to exist. I... I, I don't know about that. So I guess we have to get rid of uh, the girl with the dragon tattoo because that one's central to the plot too. Hmm? I, I, I don't know. I, okay. I, I happen to I'm like just, that movie too. Uh, it's, I'm just, I didn't dislike it, but that part was, you know, not great. Yeah. It's just a thing I'd never want to watch catch. Like, I'm going to have to be in a mood to watch Perfect Blue is what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. I still think it's a fantastic movie, but it's going to have to be like, all right, I need to be specifically ready for this. I, I have to admit, seemingly unending. I have to admit that I have to be in a mood to watch any one of those uh, anime movies. You know, that's fair. Like even if it's sure. one that I really, really love, like Your Name, I, I can't just, I can't just like put it on. I have to be in a mood for it. I will say, like the shot in the very beginning where like she's performing on stage. And that weird fucking dude like holds his hand up, and the perspective. We call him Ishibu here. In his hand. <laughs> it's one of the most perfect shots I've ever seen. It's so good. Oh, okay. Now that you guys have both seen it, there's something I want to talk about. Uh, the fuck is up with the ending? That was like the most happy, upbeat ending I've ever seen after a movie that's just that like was a grueling drag. It was very sudden. <laughs> How <laughs> many anime movies do you see with sad endings? There aren't a lot. I don't watch a lot of anime movies. I'm not like you. Uh-oh, how many hours do I have in the bank? Oh, <laughs> it's well, since, since, you, <laughs> since you supported Chris's Patriots, <laughs> well, what a great when even he abandoned them. <laughs> yeah, fake fan, yeah. weekend warrior over here. Uh, Parker, what was the movie that you were going to assign me if you had won the, uh, if you had won the Patriots draft bet? I learned of something... Absolutely vile. I want you to strap in here. Okay. Okay, so you remember the Halloween thing came out. It was a sequel to the original 40 Years Later, original star. What? I spit on your grave. Oh, uh... Original director, original actress, Chris, look at me. Two hours and 28 minutes long. Wait, but <laughs> I swear <laughs> to Christ that movie exists. Wait, what the fuck? Yeah. What, what's it called? Oh, like, I spit on your grave deja vu or some shit like that. <laughs> Two and a half hours. Deja vu. Okay, let's see if it's available on YouTube. 
I did not click the trailer because oh, it came out this year. I've, I've suffered enough. It came out like a month ago. It came out in it came out <laughs> April twenty third. Oh, even better. That's some poggers right there. This fresh concept. Hey. Next week's episode, anybody? Uh, cinema's top lethal lady, Vengeance, returns in the most anticipated sequel of all time. Huh. Disagree. That's That's how I feel about it's that movie. It's most yeah. anticipated. It is a direct sequel to I Spit on Your Grave. Hell yeah. Uh, what? Okay, so. Horror. <laughs> it's about coulda, not shoulda. <laughs> hey, can we put this movie together? Yeah. Why? Uh, for reasons do it, I guess. Kuda, not Shuda. I prefer Pepper Jack, but what else did you watch? Oh, my God. I want to say one last thing about Perfect Blue that I learned right, while good. reading up on it. Yeah, so do you remember back in the early days of like weird fucked up shit on the internet? Nope. The Bjork superfan? Like that dude that made those insane videos and blew his brains out? Uh, yeah. Yeah, sure. That happened like as this movie was being made. Like the exact same plot of the movie nice. happened in real life as they were making this, which is Oh god, it is fucking hot. Yeah, it sounds like some creepy pasta. <laughs> Sorry to just be so dismissive of that creepy story. <laughs> Whatever. I just don't care. <laughs> if oh that guy goodness. wanted us to give a shit about a suicide later on, he should have made it more like an internet. Meme. He should. You're he right. should have streamed it. <laughs> Alex, I found another movie that I watched and was going to recommend to you. Yeah. So it's a movie called Howl. It takes oh. place at night. It takes place in the UK, you know, like a place with, like, functioning trains. Yeah. And it's a late night train, and they're just chugging along, chugging along. <laughs> and they crash. They hit a deer. Oh, I sure there's, hope there's no werewolves. They're stranded out there, and when you know it, there are not one, but several werewolves out there. That is correct. <laughs> is... I talked about this movie, like, six months ago. Oh, God, did you really? Yeah, he did. Yeah. I remember this one. That's disappointing. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't even make a joke about the Hey Arnold episode where they're stuck on the subway. You know what, that checks out. That's, That's a lot of restraint, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm impressed, I'm impressed. Because we've been stuck down in the dark for way too long. <laughs> Alex, let me recommend you another movie, then. Oh, big pog. A movie called Demon House. Oh, no. Not like Ouija House. Now, you and I are big fans of Ghost Adventures, starring one Zach Baggins. <laughs> what if I told you this is a feature-length movie? He narrates the entire thing like it was oh, an episode. no. And there are filmed reenactments of said demon possessions in the house. Oh, no. It is <laughs> really good. <laughs> it is 90 minutes, like 80 of which are him just interviewing these small town people, them telling their bullshit stories, and then cutting to reenactments of said stories happening while he narrates <laughs> in what I can't describe because he has... He has a tone and a cadence that does not sound human. I Maybe love him. he is the ghost. <laughs> like five minutes in, he starts describing a nightmare, and then it just cuts to like an old creaky house and just some giant dude wearing a goat's head walking in. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's so good, you guys. <laughs> I'll fire through these real quick. Time Cop, still an incredible movie. Yeah. Turkey, Correct. So big week for time travel escape room uh it's like saw except like you're not watching someone dive into a fucking pit of needles which is nice it's like a nice breezy pleasant movie it's fun to watch because at the last 10 minutes you're like 
Oh, this was all added on in post to set up a sequel, because none of this was established for the previous 85 minutes. <laughs> the clumsiest sequel tease you've ever seen in your fucking life. God fucking bless. <laughs> and Avengers Endgame's pretty good. I mean, it's... whatever. Like, what am I going to say about oh, it? Oh, a repeat of Normie We're back Corner. in a month when all the sweaty nerds have stopped buying all the tickets. Yeah. <laughs> that, that can't be Normie Corner yet, dude. Oh, like, really? us Normies cannot acquire tickets to see this movie. <laughs> It's not possible. Yeah. What am I going to say? Like, yeah, it's, it's got a lot of stuff in it. I found it a satisfying conclusion. The end. <laughs> Could you, uh, do you want to talk about the... I don't think this is a spoiler. Um, I, I think a lot of people talk about it. Do you want to talk about the shot of all the women? <laughs> I was dying laughing because I could just imagine the people digging their nails into the fucking armrest. <laughs> like, what are they going to do? Like, it's not real, man. Superheroes fighting CGI monsters. It's okay. So was Pepper Potts there? I did there? appreciate. Oh, buddy, <laughs> you better believe it. I appreciate that they, because you have to have like the giant fuck you about everyone involved, all your toys coming to you. <laughs> but it's super short. Like after watching that goddamn Game of Thrones episode, it was <laughs> like, hey, man, we were out of that in like 10, 15 minutes. He got everything he needed in there. Good, and I could see it, which was pretty cool. So, it helps. Yeah. Avengers Endgame was better than uh, the Game of Thrones episode, is what we're saying here. <laughs> so was Howl and Time Cut in Escape Room. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect Blue. And Bloodsport, which I also watched last week. <laughs> that's, that's a pretty good week for you. It's a good week, yeah. <sighs> it was. Alright, let's talk about the greatest movie. Wait, wait, wait. Before we do <laughs> that, I want to know, because Alex, you were not in our Discord for the NFL draft. Do you have any takes on the draft that you want to get out here on the podcast? Nope. Okay. Let's talk about the one uh, starring Jet Li. <laughs> so, uh, Parker, I'm pretty sure you chose this movie. Um, I, th- I think it. Nope. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure you chose this movie. Oh, no, that was me, right? No, it was Parker. Thanks. Alex. And uh, he chose it based on the soundtrack. And I. Well, yeah. Could there be a better choice here? I mean, let's think about this. <laughs> First of all, three of the most iconic movies of our generation. Bodies by Drowning Pool, Down with the Sickness by Disturbed, and uh, uh, Last Last Resort Resort by Paul Roach. Thank you. I was looking for it. Um, Yeah, it's... uh, It is quite... Fucking love new metal, guys. So good. (laughs) And part of it is... uh, Parker was saying this before you got on, Alex. It's Part of it is the way that they use the music. It's not just, oh, they're funny. Oh, yeah. We'll get to that. Uh, We we will get to it. We shouldn't get ahead of ourselves. But I think there's one in particular that we're all thinking about, which is pretty (laughs) astounding. Now... It changed my life. (laughs) Now, the premise for this movie... Sorry, go ahead. (laughs) <laughs> there were a lot of times to to, <laughs> to comment on your, your soundtrack thing. Um, <laughs> there were a lot of times, and I even put this in my notes, where like there would be a guitar fill in the background, and in my notes I wrote, Is that Godsmack? Followed by my next note, Does it matter? <laughs> Which is like, really all, all that needs to be songs. said. Alright, just go. Just do some chugging on your guitar for like 30 seconds. <laughs> Okay, so the the basic premise of this is that uh, the world we live in is actually a multiverse. There are, I think, a total of 124 multiverses. Nice. There has to be 125. We killed like 123 that. of them. Well, there was 123, like, but the I thought it was like those were his victims, so maybe they had, like, 
you would add one well, to it. I mean, it's give or take. They said 123 counts of time travel, or, or universe travel, and 123 murders. So all the cops and stuff that he murdered just don't count. I guess, yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, but they, they don't add to his power level, so we'll get to that. Anyway, uh, this is all told to us. I accidentally turned it on with subtitles on, so while I was uh, going to the thing to turn off the subtitles, turns out the movie is actually putting up the words for every single thing that the person's saying anyway. So basically, the people who made this movie think that you're really, really stupid because this, it, it might that sound is correct. complicated, but this is not a complicated plot or anything like that. This doesn't get confusing in any way. Uh, anyway, uh, Parker, I want This actually, like, to that note, this might be, like, the simplest, least contrived time travel movie plot I've ever seen. That's a good point, yeah. <laughs> uh, Parker, if he becomes the one, is he able to wield a wand, or does he have to become a bright? <sighs> Jesus, that's <laughs> twice in a row, I'm sick of it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we know we're getting a second. So one this, uh, this one, this oh, question oh more God. goes out goes out to the listeners than to you guys. But like, is this how NoFap works? Yes. I mean, uh, I'll ask <laughs> <it>. <laughs> man, thank you for reminding me of Bright because in game I definitely saw the trailer for Gemini Man, and holy shit, <laughs> does that Will Smith movie look unwatchable? I mean, that's not a surprise. Yeah, that is. I thought that was a joke when that got posted. Oops. And then I saw it on a giant screen. I was like, oh. <laughs> Here you go. Oops. Got the- yeah, I hate to see you it. You thought you were safe in your little corner of the theater. No. No, absolutely not. No. Oh, what if he... It's like, he looks the exact same. He just looks like Will Smith. Is he supposed to be younger? It doesn't matter. I'm not seeing it. Well, fingers crossed. Yeah. Well. About that. Yeah, you shouldn't have mentioned it. Gonna be Gonna be eating a lot of innings in the fall. So, one of the things that The One has in common with me is the absolutely atrocious writing. Uh, this is really kind of incredible. Uh, there's a couple of times where something will happen on screen and they will just say exactly what happened on screen. He's running really fast and some guy drive by will say, Damn, he's doing 50. <laughs> it's the only- to be fair... I think it's necessary to say how fast he's going in that scene because it looks like he's running like a regular person. But it's just really blurry, yeah. Uh, the scene where they're walking, it's the opening, right? With, like, the prison sequence. is like, we're gonna get you just like you got all my guys back three years ago. <laughs> <laughs> this movie needed Michael Rappaport so badly. Oh my god. If he's one of the time cops. Yeah. That's the amount of exposition that just dumped So do, do you think he'd be better as Krillin or Pericles? <laughs> Because I referred to them in my notes exclusively as Krillin and Pericles. Oh, I'll get to that in a second. <laughs> Jason Statham is, of course, Krillin. Yeah, well. Man, Jason Statham with hair, always disappointing. Well, he hates Well, him. we'll talk about him. In a Fun second. fact about Jason Statham with hair. This is the same year as Ghosts of Mars. <laughs> so, uh, this is... This has some of the worst fight scenes I've seen in a long time, especially the opening one where it plays bodies in the background. But I didn't care how bad it was because they're playing bodies in the background. Yeah. <laughs> you need to set up how we got to that fight scene because it <laughs> Parker, is... Parker, I'll let you do the others. So, Jet Li is being taken to a prison, to like a van to be shipped out to probably be murdered. I wasn't paying attention. Yeah, something like that. It's executed, and then he just gets shot in the head, and they're like, what the fuck? And you look up, and it's coming from a ventilation shaft. <laughs> so the cops just open fucking fire. Demon I do love movies. Big badass calls it <laughs> off, and it's like, alright guys, cease fire. It's dead quiet. Everyone's nervous. They start, like, creeping forward <laughs> yeah. to investigate. And his fucking hand punches <laughs> through it, holding a gun. 
and then let the bodies hit the floor starts, and then he kills them all in slow motion. I do love movies with realistic cop behavior. <laughs> hey, I heard a sound over there! This is another case of the atrocious writing where they just fucking fill this thing with birdshot, and then they just pause like, is he dead? Oh, I don't know. There's no blood. It's like, okay, yeah, we get That's... it. We're not that dumb. That's my favorite part of the atrocious writing in this scene, is that Jet Li's character was going off to be executed, and none of this murder was necessary. <laughs> they were just gonna fucking kill him! Wait. Nah, never mind. I'm thinking about the movie too much. <laughs> Sorry. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go. <laughs> and the thing about the fight scenes is you got Jet Li, who's a really good fighter. I, I shouldn't have to say that. Everyone ought to know, but they just do this awful slowdown speed up. This is like two years removed from The Matrix, right? So I think they just oh, took how could you tell? the wrong lessons from it. <laughs> Let's take one of the greatest fighters alive today and just completely make his scenes like stupid looking. So embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, fucking so anyway he, he tries to laws. run away from them he can run 50 miles an hour he can jump really high and he's also being chased by Jason Statham and uh, who, who's, the, who's the black guy Pericles okay. <laughs> Pericles I'm going to call him that for the rest of the day. Uh, <laughs> <Damn> <laughs> Jason Statham has hair and uh, I noticed this early on I wasn't sure if I was like if, like I was like fucked up or something like that but he does it throughout the entire movie he's trying to do an american accent boy is and he, he it, is, it is oh wow um, it is incredible one of the most fierce battles ever put on film <laughs> trying to reel that thing back it, it is the fucking scene the fucking scene where he's dangling off the balcony oh, upside that's, down that's, my that's the worst dude. <laughs> oh it's so funny anyway he confronts uh uh, bad gently. I'm gonna have to call him that. You'll, you'll see why later. Uh, he confronts him as guys like, "Oh, I'm gonna take you out now." Or imagine that slightly more American. Anyway, they're right outside the barn or something, and uh, all of a sudden he, he gets hit by a car, and then they all get sucked <laughs> up to, I guess, the master dimension or something like that. Uh, let's talk about the transition. <laughs> the I thought they were dead. The face shaking. <laughs> <laughs> their skin peeled off their bodies <laughs> and then they just appear in this room like, like yeah what's up guys take off my glasses here and just do the transition to my mic where you go <laughs> so they're just motorboating the air they get taken to the master dimension and they're like oh there's a like 123 different jet leaves right the first one the first one <laughs> That you see is my entire problem with this entire movie. It's gently with with uh, dreadlocks. <laughs> why? Yeah, what's why? The issue? Why? Tell me why that one. Two thousand one, buddy. He should have been the master gently who's going around and assassinating other gentlies. <laughs> they took an afternoon to sit around and go like, "All right, uh, this one will have dreads. All right, what about yes. this one?" Ah, uh, yes, this is wear... John Law. This is Sven Law. This is Lawless. How much would you have paid if they just stuck a regular picture of Jude Law in there? <laughs> Not as much as I would have paid if it was Lucy Lawless. Now we're talking. Yeah. Like, someone made him dress up in all these different wigs for an afternoon. <laughs> Speaking of Lucy. I appreciate the commitment. Speaking of Lucy Lawless, at one point, uh, Jason Saban says, in another dimension, you're married to a man. And to which his response is, hey. <laughs> Boy. Welcome to fucking pre-9-11. Yes. Oh, man. The world's like, 
You think I might be married to a dude? <laughs> I mean, no, tell me that there's a moment in this movie later that's so much worse that we'll get to. Oh, oh well, yeah, yeah, we will. Yeah, you yeah, could, yeah. This movie was made with not a care in the world. Everything was going super great. We just got, we got people marrying dudes. We got slow motion punches. We got Papa Roach. Nothing is coming around the corner. <laughs> Again, my number one problem, this all should have been the main villain, Jet Li, should have had dreadlocks. This would have been so much more fun to watch. You could tell who was who easier. <laughs> it's like, they try and do that fucking thing where he hides in the but she looks in the attic and he's just got full dress. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, it's me, your husband. Uh, when we met at the pet store. <laughs> Wait, I can't tell who's who. He took off his wedding ring. <laughs> oh, better movie. Okay, so he's, he's being held hostage. He's just... At this point, I wasn't really sure if he's the victim. Like, what if he's fighting against this unjust society or something like that? He's the Joker. Uh, but they have him all chained up, and I guess they're going to execute him. And Jessica Rabbit walks in. Uh, yeah, what the yeah, fuck? That's exactly Who is what one? they were doing. She never comes back. And I, I want to talk about something real quick here, because this, I, I don't know, it's kind of caught in my craw. Uh, they're doing, like, the metal detector thing, right? They're, like, waving that wand all over her body. Why does the thing go, when it goes over her breasts? <laughs> you know why. <laughs> 2001, baby. <laughs> The sweet summer of two that nothing is gonna go wrong. It was if only it had been a clown horn instead. <laughs> <laughs> I was really able to go gauga. Anyway, uh, so she she walks in, she just sits down, and she's wearing heels, right? And at one point, she opens up her heels, and yeah. Dominic the uh-huh. Rat comes out with his giant <laughs> rat balls, and he just drags all over the place. <laughs> that rat has bigger balls than me. Uh, th- those are- <laughs> this man is about to be executed by the time cops, and she opens up her stiletto heel, and a giant bald rat walks out. <laughs> like twenty minutes in, just a big Not even. mouse balls. <laughs> so early, you just—it's so—it's such whiplash. I'm like, okay, so they just teleported. He's about to be burned. Who's this lady? Is that a trap door? Her shoe? <laughs> or? Are those the rat's balls? <laughs> there were there were a lot of things that I were expecting to come out of that trapdoor in the stiletto, but a mouse was not one of them. And what exactly does a mouse do? It fucking blows up. And this is to me the part of the movie where I had to pause it because I was laughing too hard. As soon as the explosion, well, I, okay, maybe it's like right before the explosion happens. Here, <laughs> they timed it so like she goes to detonate it. It goes, oh, wah, and then it immediately explodes, and then the song kicks in, and he starts kicking people in the face. <laughs> it's, I have not it's laughed perfect. so hard Can you imagine if we were all, all watching that in the same room? We would not have been able to finish. <laughs> we would have been Correct. scream laughing. <laughs> I would have had to leave. It is oh my the God. single funniest thing ever put on film. <laughs> You cannot make a more perfect time capsule of a movie than this. <laughs> it's my favorite scene. Anyway, every single person in that interdimensional police squad is dressed like they're in Starship Troopers. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that was intentional, because this came out like four years after that. So, um, Anyway, he goes to another dimension because, like, you know, play the hits, I guess. Uh, okay, so he was in the dimension where Al Gore is president. 
which means Bush never got to do 9-11, so good on them. Then he yeah, goes to another dimension where Bush is president, but Bush is pushing forward the universal health care question. Mark. Oh, yeah. This movie is something. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> a, lot of, crazy. a lot of brain geniuses at work. I, my favorite part is that, like, you can't, like, it's very clear that none of these universes is, like, the real universe, and therefore things just happen. <laughs> no, don't worry, guys. It's just a weird other Looney Tunes universe. <laughs> Well, even the universe they uh they i mean we'll talk about the ending but like even that universe like welcome to los angeles the cleanest city in the world it's like oh fuck this isn't home <laughs> so i think right around here is when they reveal that when jet lee kills another jet lee he takes all their power which that sounds like something out of the lawnmower man right there what if highlander had papa roach in it? <laughs> yeah <laughs> so cool uh anyway he thinks he's found that, himself that would get you a movie this dude made final destination and then came up with that pitch like well here's 50 million dollars i guess <laughs> <laughs> it was a simpler time you back couldn't then. even shave jason safely's head with it so you, you know like the death chases him but what if death is just jason <laughs> just gently <laughs> <laughs> is the angel of death following also Jet Li. So Jet Li shoots Jet Li, but Jet Li was wearing a bulletproof vest. So they decide that they're like, it. huh, that's weird. I checked myself out of the hospital. I'm feeling fine. Then let's go back there anyway. But before they do that, they both practice Kung Fu by themselves. Why is this in the movie? <laughs> so you know they can fight. Right. Because it's not I like no watching idea. Jet Li. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, they're like, Jet Li, the I'll just call him what he is, good, gently, uh, reveals to his wife, yeah, it was like I was fighting myself. It was really crazy. She's like, you should get an MRI. And so they bring him into the MRI room. That MRI assistant, I, she's just biting into her role. She's just trying to make out her own little performance here. Kind of lost <laughs> it when she was just like, yeah, lose the wedding ring. Like, okay, we kind of know exactly why they're doing that. Uh, you can't bring that gun in here. That's a really powerful magnet. Like, come on. You can't bring a gun to a hospital. <laughs> Uh, also, I think this is around the time where I realized that I I don't know his name, but like he's uh, the the guy has like white hair in the like real Bill Buchanan, yeah. The, the what? You know Bill Buchanan from Twenty Four. Uh, I called him Kenny Maine for the entire thing, so that is acceptable. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that's really good. Uh, he's he's kind of barking the entire time. He's also got major red face, so don't know what's going on there. Um. I couldn't stop laughing at the scene where uh, he escapes from the hospital. It's a, it's a bad gently at this point. I, I'm kind of skipping over the the whole attack scene that they have going on there because I'm, I'm not really sure how to describe it. Like, if you just call them both gently, then the listeners will be just as confused as we are. So, well, I wasn't confused watching this. I knew what was happening. You know, at, at this point, like, I did until like I looked away for a second. I'm like, all right, I don't know. I, I, I'm pretty now. sure I, I could tell who was whom because uh, they don't really change their personalities much. Anyway, Badget Lee escapes from the hospital because there's like a confrontation. They're like, oh, there's a Badget Lee. What's going on? He takes an ambulance, right? And he's changing the stations. <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's listening to all of your favorite bands. Yeah. And he's like, no. Yeah. <laughs> and then he gets, finds some 90s butt rock. <laughs> he has the most satisfying What the fuck is a Frank Zappa? <laughs> he found another Drowning Pool song. And just starts nodding and proof and smiling like, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, he gets a gun to his temple. He's like, oh, I finally found something I liked in this dimension. <laughs> so, so, Parker, congratulations on your screenplay. Really glad it was picked up. I, you know what? 
I'm proud of it. I feel like I did a lot of good work as the sound mixer. It makes me happy that, like, you know, this universe is completely different from our own. Everything's a little bit off, but Drowning Pool is still cool. <laughs> Drowning Pool has a second single that's on the radio. All right, Crazy Town. What did he say? So, anyway, Jason Stath... <sighs> Krillin is uh, going after the good Jet Li to explain to him exactly what's going on. This is around the time where I realize, oh, oh, he is trying to do an American accent because this is where he's being held over the railing. <laughs> and, <laughs> <laughs> you don't understand, you're getting strong and fucking fast and smart. Yeah, yeah, you gotta stop him. <laughs> All right. It was so jarring because like, I almost didn't notice it before this, but when that scene happened, I was like, oh. Oh, this recontextualizes every line he's had for the entire rest of the movie, because now I can't unhear it. Yeah. Um, I, I think this is where Jason Satham kind of explains to Good Jet Li exactly what's going on. We, we didn't really need the scene, but it does give us kind of a context clue. Um, so we're basically down to only two more Jet Li's in the entire multiverse, based on Jason Satham's explanation. So, so seeing as the energy level for each Jet Li is divided among the remaining Jet Li's, they all become more powerful as time goes on, right? So these would be the most two most powerful individuals in the entire multiverse. So wouldn't it make more sense for like the time cops to just kill them both because they're both really really dangerous, right? Put a bullet in his head immediately. Exactly. Like don't we, we did it? We saved the day. We killed the bad one. Hey, look over there. Oh no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> now as I'm typing up that theory, uh, Bad Jet Lee picked up two police choppers <laughs> and started beating three cops to death with them. <laughs> I was fucking dying. You can do that I in the new Super Smash Brothers with Wario's bike, so, you know. <laughs> <laughs> kind of prophetic. Fighting gets funnier because they keep getting stronger despite the fact that they both should have been the same strength, like, in the 20-minute mark. <laughs> but they just keep getting stronger. So it goes from him, like, moving fast to just picking up two motorcycles and going, hom, hom, and gator chomping a cop to death. <laughs> So uh, they retreat to Good Jet Li's house, and Bad Jet Li is hiding there, waiting for Good Jet Li. Oh, and he's hiding. Boy, his the- fucking wife was dead meat from the second she was on uh, screen. Yeah, we could. One hundred percent. She uh, another one of those instances where a woman exists entirely to get killed. Take off your wedding ring, like, uh, well, oh, he's oh, killing her yeah, later. Much. I've seen a movie before. Yeah. And she's the one who's like holding a gun to his face, saying, "Ah, I didn't meet you in a bookstore." It's like that's the one moment, the one moment where Bad he Jet He could have shot him, yeah. <laughs> oh, there's that too, but also it's the one moment where Bad Jet Li pretends to act like Good Jet Li. You'd, you'd think if there's multiple dimensions, they would have done that like more, more than one time. That's the only time he actually does it. I don't know, it kind of bugs me. It's like, it's such a gutter ball. But anyway, he ends up killing her, and uh, easy solution. Can't she just find her in an alternate dimension? We'll get I, uh, Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about this. Uh, yeah, we'll get to that. Yeah. Don't worry. Uh, anyway, uh, they didn't really need to imply that uh, Jason, that Jet Li is a superhuman that, so that he could kick Jason Statham's ass. Like, you could just say it's regular Jet You could say it's depowered Jet Li. You could still kick Jason Statham's ass. I, I think we can all agree on that. Jason Statham is wasted in this movie. And it oh, hurts yeah. Me. He doesn't even kick anyone. Anyone else could... Just get an actual American to not do anything. Yeah. You know who else is wasted in this movie? Literally everyone in the movie. Yeah, pretty much. I know. Except the soundtrack. <laughs> Correct. The soundtrack is the star. And that rat. <laughs> Dominic. <laughs> Senor Cajones. Um Do you think she also smuggled weed like that? <laughs> yes. 
Anyway, um, this all leads to a confrontation between Bad Jet Li and Good Jet Li in this factory thing. Um, and they're both super... Oh, the, the famous Sparks factory. Yeah, they're both super human. <laughs> um, that would have been such a cool effect if it wasn't 2001 and looked like dog shit. <laughs> I know. Now, back when I was on the schoolyard, I used to discuss with the other kitties about who would win, Bruce Lee or Jackie Chan. It was always Bruce Lee. Come on. But uh, here's another idea. What if it's Jet Li versus another Jet Li? Oh, wow, that's, like, really cool, right? This is the only well-choreographed fight scene in the movie, and here's the weird thing. If you actually go back and watch it, most of the fighting is being done by the fake stand-in Jet Li. He's the one who's throwing all the punches and kicks. Real Jet Li is actually blocking all of them That's because that's where the camera angle is showing him. So, yeah, <laughs> thanks for nothing. It's amazing that they found two dudes who look identical that can do identical karate moves. Like, uh, like props to the casting director, for real, I mean it. Oh, I thought that was going to go a different <laughs> <Yeah>. direction. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, there's a precedent. Anyway, I also want to give props for them casting someone who looks identical. <laughs> yeah, that was what I was going for. <laughs> Wait for the Boston guy to say it, come on. Uh, anyway, I didn't really like Like, that I fight. can't believe they flew all the way to Sweden to find a guy that looked like Jet Li to put him in that one scene. <laughs> I, no wonder the budget was so high. I, I did not actually like this fight very much because it goes on forever, and I'm waiting and waiting, waiting, like, when's this going to get good? And finally, the butt rock kicks in. Dude, when these two are fighting in slow motion in the sparks while a fucking Papa Roach song from a Tony Hawk game comes on, dying. Absolutely dying. Uh, dying with a smile on your face. Yeah. It's just, it's just generic butt rock, and then the pop roach kicks in to let you know, like, oh no, those fights go into the second gear. <laughs> Things are about to get really serious. I think now. that's kind of like this might be a hot take, but I think that's my problem with martial arts movies in general is you can only do stuff that's so cool with only your like hands and feet. And so if there's a fight that goes on for, like, ten minutes, eventually it's like, alright, get to the good part, come on. Like, either punch somebody's head off or move on. It's, a lot of it is just about the choreography. It's, there's gotta be some sort of art to it. There, you have to, like, sort of, I, I think I've said this phrase before, it's informing your character through action, you know? And a whole lot of generic uh, kung fu movies will just not do that. It's the same move yeah. over and over again or something like that, but a lot of the really good Bruce Lee movies will you know, have a decent fight scene that actually informs a character somewhat. And there's escalation, you know, like what you're looking for. This, this teaches me nothing. I know nothing about the characters. The only way... Uh... Turns out, <laughs> turns out it's a major flaw to have your guy fight his own body double. Yeah. So you have to do jump cuts every second and a half. So, uh, how does this all conclude, Alex? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... Good Jet Li and Bad Jet Li and Jason Statham get sent back to whatever the, the planet is where they send out the, the steam cops from. Yeah, whatever. I'm just going to call it a planet because I don't acknowledge that's, these that's separate universe. <laughs> you put more thought into this than the writers did. Yeah, so they all get sent back there. And Bad Jet Li is like mentally all there. And Good Jet Li is very woozy and almost gets sent to the prison planet. Then Jason Statham goes, no way, that's the wrong Jet Li. So they switch them. Now, I'm sure you guys all have plenty to say about what happens to Bad Jet Li. Yeah, we'll get to that. I want to talk about what happens to Good Jet Li. Yeah. Because the Jason Statham's brilliant plan is, I'm just going to send you to a third, different dimension. And according to the way it's written, like, back in time, so you can re-meet your dead wife 
in another dimension and just go on as if nothing happens? What the fuck, movie? <laughs> what the fuck, movie? They just put that out there with, like, nothing. And it's yeah. a happy ending. Like, ah, uh, everything's gonna be okay. <laughs> Everything's gonna be okay. The woman you love is dead, but this woman that looks mostly like her in this universe where Los Angeles is clean will just hop right in for her. The ultimate fucking landfill two moment you can possibly imagine, <laughs> except they're doing it for real. Oh, that was a good one. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I had the d most stupid, like, dumbfounded look on my face, and then we cut to Bad Jet Lee on Prison Dimension. Oh, what? May I do the... Or actually, Parker, I'm going to give you the ultimate gift. Tell me about the prison. <laughs> Take it away, so we, Gerald. We find out what happens to the dreaded U-Law. <laughs> we go to the hashtag prison planet, and atop the alien versus predator pyramid is evil gently. As he points to all the prisoners and says, I am U-Law. I am nobody's bitch. <laughs> you are mine. And then the fucking guitar to stop you for a second <laughs> the intro to these fucking prisoners is some guy going he has a nice mouth <laughs> thank you well, thank you for the prison rape joke you know movie what they say nothing's gay in prison <laughs> I'm sorry what between that and the, the joke about, like, Jet Li being married to a man in another dimension, yeah. and just the the really, really awkward, oh, I bet you watch trans porn, you freak moment by the throwaway characters. Yeah, oh, like, I about that. you really knew what year you were in. Yeah, yeah. It's, this is a very pre 9 11 movie, as Parker was saying earlier. <laughs> so the whole thing looks like it's on Mortal Kombat Annihilation's Outworld, and yes, it does look like the AVP Pyramid. And just uh, playing last resort, and he's just punching and kicking all these people as the camera zooms out because they couldn't the figure slow out a way to zoom this. out. It's the fucking. It's like a song fading out because they couldn't think of a good ending. Just the slow zoom back on the pyramid <laughs> while Last Resort plays almost in its entirety. Just like, yep, folks, that's what it's all about. <laughs> <laughs> hey, shouldn't we end with the good one? Nope can't put Papa Roach over that dog getting hit by a car. So is there, I mean, a, you could. Is there a moral to this story? <laughs> no, he kicks the hell world's people's asses. He's gonna be the ruler of hell now. <laughs> Man, why is there no sequel with Jet Li as the ruler of what hell they call the and sequel? also New Metal? The two. <laughs> Absolutely. I would so, or the one too. I would so fucking watch that. I would... I'd be there tomorrow <laughs> if they just made it now. Okay. <laughs> this is a fucking movie. So, uh, any final thoughts on the one? Although, I, I guess it's pretty clear how we feel about this. It is 80 minutes long. Oh, if I forgot about that. watching yeah, this. Yeah. You were dead to me. Yeah. This movie is catastrophically stupid <laughs> in all of the best ways. <laughs> if you don't laugh in the first 10 minutes. I, I don't know why you're listening to this show. We clearly don't have the same taste. Same, but like the first 15. If, if you don't pause the movie from laughing so hard at that, ooh, wah! I, I, the hand just comically punching through like the fucking Kool-Aid man and shooting those cops to drowning pool. I'm glad you made My first way. pause was definitely for President Al Gore. It's like, oh, it's this movie. Okay. That's how you know the world's different, because Al Gore won. That's the only <laughs> difference. 
There's never like you go into one and just looks like, oh god, why is the sky black? What the fuck happened? No, it's just Earth, but things are a little Oh, hey weird. guys, let's go to the theater. James Wong, remember he made Final Destination? We should go see this. This movie will be really messed up. Whoa, dude, President Al Gore? That's not what happened. <laughs> what the? This movie's Hey, that's bonkers. not real. <laughs> oh, man, anything could happen in this topsy turvy universe, huh? <laughs> Damn, he's made doing this. 50. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. All I, all I can think about that was, damn, what would you really like your cheese? <laughs> Just such contempt for your audience. <laughs> I, I can't get over the opening. The opening with just the words on the screen. So it'd be like, multiple dimensions. Multiple dimensions. Oh, check it out, dude. <laughs> you don't have to explain, like, there's our dimension that's like this, but there's also other ones. Yeah, I got it. You are not the only Thank version you. of you. There are multiple versions. Or, oh, God. So anyway, bring back Time Squad. Well, one of my versions better not be gay. That's fucking sure. <laughs> <laughs> I don't suck, dude. No, it's not you. It's a different version. I don't fucking care, dude. Oh, wait. <laughs> Pull my money back. Do, do you think that the uh, dreadlock version of Jet Li is the one who sucks dick? <laughs> Why? <laughs> he needs something to do. I know what Chris is doing when we're done recording. <laughs> Sucking dick? No, not me. Not even an alternate dimension of me. <laughs> I'm going to go to that other dimension and kick that guy's ass. <laughs> Imagine an alternate version of Parker coming into his house, just giving him the biggest fucking wedgie. No queers allowed, no geisha. Didn't you read the? Oh yes, that? it's Parker from the Chad universe. <laughs> it's just me coming in and just tearing at my vendor's tickets. Go talk to a girl, loser. I'm like, hey, wait a second. The culmination in 22 movies. Just an alternate dimension version of you just walks in and hands you a switch and leaves. <laughs> Oh, uh, honey, do we have something we need to talk about? Gathers, <laughs> gathers up all his fucking Funko Pop toys and says, no one will ever believe you, and leaves. <laughs> the soy quadrant. <laughs> I have such sights to show you, Fuck. and it's a good Sonic the Hedgehog trailer. <laughs> I've come from the year 2050. Your girlfriend's husband. <laughs> I, I appreciate the confidence not saying your wife's boyfriend. Oh, come on. Wait, what? you mean y'all don't butt chug in this universe? <laughs> butt chug enough. Remember when you convinced Neil? <laughs> this fraternity was butt chugging without him. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dude, you're missing the butt chug. <laughs> Although those were simpler times, we referred to it as butt gutting, which I prefer a little bit more. Yeah. <laughs> it seems cooler. It does. Where we're going, we don't need pretty... ripple toads. Anyway, what's your next episode? That's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, I choose the one. Anyone else have any suggestions? <laughs> I'm definitely keeping this. Two votes wins it. Hold on. What do we have coming out next week? I know, I know, I think we're two weeks away from my new favorite movie, Detective Pikachu. <laughs> but 
<laughs> we got nothing next week. Yeah. Nothing next week? Unless you want to go see ugly dolls. <laughs> Eight pictures of me. What's this called? The Intruder? Is that... Oh, that's the one where Dennis that's Quaid Dennis just, Quaid. like, stalks this, like, nice black people that buy his house. Oh, I'm a thousand percent watching this movie. Are you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> Dennis Quaid's... Oh, my God. Have, did you, have you not seen this trailer, dude? Hey, what's it called? I know. The Intruder? The Intruder? Give me a second. I did not see this trailer, but now I... Give me a second. 102 I, minutes, you say? That's, uh... I, I have to see this movie Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me, let me see if I'm doing anything. Well, we know you're not editing, so... <laughs> not so uncomfortable. <laughs> I edited the other two ones that I hadn't edited yet. Are they uploaded? I didn't see them. Yeah, I got uh, Rambo 3 and... Whatever we did after that. Uh, in God the bless, I have something to listen to when I shit now. I, I got those up there. Um, I uh, The one for In the Mouth of Madness is really good because I put in the... I put in for the Star Wars thing, I put in the Star Wars Blade on Recorder, which is funny every time. And I also put Vietnam sounds underneath it, which uh, ended up God, better dude. than I anticipated. But uh, yeah, we could we could do The Intruder. Oh my God. It's PG-13? This looks so good. <laughs> angry old Dennis Quaid yelling at black people for living in this house. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh, no wonder you want to see it. Okay, yeah, next episode is The Intruder. From the director of Traffic and Meet the Blacks, you see. Oh, yes. Oh, no. Oh, no. oh this is so good. Oh. Parker, I won't assign you Meet the Blacks if you don't assign me. Uh, I spit under your grave deja vu. I'm not willing to make that promise just yet. <laughs>
Uh, they post a picture of himself with Jar Jar Binks from Empire Strikes Back, and uh, apparently a lot of people got really upset about that. A lot of people were... Jesus, they are right next to my window. Oh, man, they are getting you amped up. <laughs> my jerk of the week is the lawnmower guy. <laughs> Just louder! What the fuck is this? Lawnmower is this a subtle B-movie reference? <laughs> Josh outside your window. Hey, what's up, guys? I thought you'd like some background noise. What the fuck is this? Oh my god. I'm, hang on. I'm just keep recording. I'm gonna wait till this guy knocks it off. No. no. Just keep yelling louder and louder about Mark Hamill. Oh Chris, I can't believe you don't mow your own lawn. I thought Chad's like to take their shirt off and run the push mower through the yard. I usually and do. The neighbor woman offers them like god. lemonade because they're retarded. Damn it. Just right outside there. It's not like I'm doing anything, yum, dude. Yum, it's okay. yum, yum, yum. He repped it up, too. He did the <laughs> He heard you. He's a fan of the podcast. He's about to hit the NOS on that fucking thing. 